Kia ora, and welcome to The Kaka. I'm Bernard Hickey. This is my daily podcast that goes out every day on The Kaka, a um, Substack email newsletter, which has a podcast with it. Today I wanted to have a look at the announcement this morning from David Clark that the government is going to tweak the triple CFA rules to ensure that the current blockage in uh, lending into the housing market is cleared. Now, just to reiterate the background here, uh, back on December the 1st, new rules about assessing affordability of loans kicked in. This was initially set up to force loan sharks to be much more careful about lending to people who basically can't afford to repay the debt. Obviously, this is very high interest rate debt for people who are in stressed situations, and it's a perfectly sensible, useful thing. However, um, right from the start, the banks were particularly worried that they were going to get caught out as collateral damage in the changes to these rules, which force lending officers to really, really check that people can afford a loan they're taking out. Now, in the bank's case... That meant finding out from borrowers what they were spending their money on day in, day out, and how much they were investing, and taking all that into account, and being quite conservative on what people could borrow against their home. Now, uh, according to some of the banks and some mortgage brokers, when this kicked in, and it really started around October, November, because they knew it was coming, when this kicked in from December the 1st, there was a significant drop-off in mortgages that were approved. And actually, in November and December through January, some of the banks actually withdrew uh, pre-approvals for mortgages. And they really did uh, push hard on the brakes. Uh, now, there were complaints, particularly through early January, uh, from mortgage brokers and others, various um, e examples put forward of People who would normally get approved for a loan, who have lots of equity, quite a bit of free income, were complaining about being asked about, you know, why they were drinking so much coffee and going to the movies and on holidays. And and people were being asked about whether they planned to have children, those sorts of things, which unnerved a lot of people. And so the complaints started coming in. The government said they would have a look at it. David Clark is the Commerce Minister. He said there would be an investigation by MB a review to make sure that the Act uh, had not created any unintended consequences. Now, the banks would argue um, these were consequences everyone knew about beforehand. In fact, they'd uh, lobbied and submitted through the legislative process of the bill to say this was going to happen. Uh, and there appears to have been some some of this stuff going on. So, this morning... David Clark has announced that there will be some regulatory changes. So this is not legislative. It's not going to have to go back to Parliament. Uh, regulatory changes, which mean that um, people who are applying for mortgages will now not have to disclose what they had with their flat white two days ago and whether they plan to have one or two or three children, that the banks can effectively go back to their old system which is to ask people to say personally uh, uh, how much spare money they've got and also not have to um, set aside in the affordability calculations people's 
investments uh, and spending. Because the argument is, many say, that uh, let's say I was going on regular holidays and having lots of flat whites, um, but now I'm buying a house. I'm going to stop doing those things. But under the triple CFA, the banks and the lending offices have to assume that you're never going to change your spending habits and that you're going to keep investing money. Let's say you're buying shares or uh, bonds or uh, something else. Um, you can now not have that assumed as a commitment, as a spending commitment in your future affordability calculations. So that seems fair enough. And uh, these tweaks are likely to go through in the next few weeks. I actually think that the banks uh, were given a heads up about this. Um, I've reported a couple of weeks ago and also back in uh, November that this crunch was coming. And the banks were reassured by Clark that he would look at these regulatory tweaks to um, get around these unintended consequences. So um, that will go through. Now, the reason I think this is interesting is because um, I argue that there is an implicit government guarantee under the housing market, unlike for other assets, because the Reserve Bank has twice in the last 15 years effectively rescued our housing market and supported the banks. Now, you could argue that's actually their job. Uh, and uh, certainly it was very uh, helpful for homeowners that the housing market is now such a dominant feature of bank balance sheets and actually the New Zealand economy. I have this slightly jokey saying, which a lot of other economists don't love, which is that New Zealand doesn't have a real economy. We just have a housing market with bits tacked on. And the problem there is, of course, you create something that's too big to fail. So the Reserve Bank effectively will always intervene to ensure that the banks are never put into a position where they have to do um, massive you know, mortgagey fire sales. And secondly, the government, uh, uh, at least under the previous government, and you could argue uh, by agreement under this current government, has acted repeatedly to ensure that house prices are supported. Now, I'm sure it's a complete coincidence... <laughs> But the announcement this morning comes after uh, some pretty shocking poll news for the government. The One News Cantor poll came out last night and showed that National were ahead of Labour on 39% to Labour's 37%. So National up 7% in a month, Labour down 3%. And Nationals obviously hoovered up some support from ACT voters, ACT down 3%. So that would put, effectively, National and ACT together on 47 and Labour and Greens together on 46 Which means that the Māori Party, currently on 2%, would be the uh, decider in any election result which replicated those polls. Now, this is just one poll. And uh, uh, it is the first time in this poll that National have been ahead of Labour since the 2020 uh, election. But there has been a clear downtrend in Labour support uh, over the last year or so, and in particular in the last six months. It's really come off the boil. And 
The fall in house prices that we've seen since November, a 2.7% fall, according to the house price index put out by REINZ, seems to be at least partially caused by this triple CFA restriction on lending into the housing market. Now, it's not the only factor, because the triple CFA is not the only thing going on with in the mines and in the KPIs of lending offices. You have, for example, the Reserve Bank in late September announcing a tightening of the LVR restrictions from November the 1st. Essentially a halving of the amount of high LVR lending the banks are allowed to do to first home buyers and to uh, owner occupiers. They didn't actually change the rules for investors uh, in, in uh, November, although they had tightened the investor rules when reintroducing the LVRs earlier in the year. So um, the banks found themselves having lent like crazy for a couple of years. Their uh, steamships, their um, aircraft carrier of books, were steaming ahead at well over uh, 10%, the new limit for the amount of high LVR lending they're allowed to do. And so they had to jam on the brakes pretty fast. Now, along comes a pretty convenient excuse to say, well, we can't do this loan, which you would expect us to give you normally, and the reason we can't do it is the government's new triple CFA. So I think, um, rightly or wrongly, uh, the, the banks have pointed, and the mortgage brokers have pointed to the triple CFA as the main reason why bank lending has slowed down. I don't think that's true, and, and neither does the Reserve Bank. Uh, it uh, was pretty sceptical through November and December about the reason for a fall in lending growth through the November and December. However, in January, it pointed to its most recent figures for lending to the end of January and said that the triple CFA was one of the factors there. Now, um, it's sort of important to, to try and work out what's going on here because, in theory, the government could have just let the triple CFA play out, uh, let these accidentally on purpose tighter rules effectively um, suck some of the air out of the housing market because obviously more credit being pumped in from the bottom into that balloon keeps it nice and tight. But any little gaps here and there, the air leaking out, that there's new air going in all the time down the bottom. So tweaking these triple CFA rules, again, clears that blockage in that pipe and means there's plenty of fresh air <laughs> going into the balloon in the housing market. Now, um, this is, again, in line with my thesis that uh, the housing market uh, as an asset class is different in that effectively it has a government guarantee now because it's too big to fail and because politically it's so important for New Zealanders that the equity in their homes continues to rise. In many ways, their uh, uh, financial futures are based on that calculation about their equity in their homes, their ability to, for example, downsize into retirement homes or help out their kids in buying their houses. It really matters. And particularly for median voters in uh, suburban and provincial areas. So... Um, out comes the poll results showing that Labour is behind. Of course, there's other things going on there as well. You've got the Omicron outbreak. You've, of course, got the problems with MIQ 
and the you know long running issues with housing affordability, climate change in action, and also um, uh, child poverty. So uh, we've seen also a significant collapse in uh, consumer confidence and business confidence in the last three or four months. In part, of course, because of this surge in Omicron and the um, problems we're having. Uh, coping with that, clear from a couple of reports I've put links to in the email that our hospitals are right at the limit right now and they're on the verge of or have already started um, cancelling other appointments and essentially prioritising Omicron cases. So um, we've seen the government effectively exercise its government guarantee on the housing market again this morning. And that will give reassurance to those people who own properties who are a little bit worried that that 2.7% fall in house prices in two months might have kept going. Now, the Reserve Bank, for example, sees a 9% fall in total uh, by the middle of next year. And um, the changes here would be consistent with that. But again, anything more than 10%, you'd have to say unlikely given the Reserve Bank's commitment to keeping the, the bank safe and the government's commitment to getting re-elected. So, um, onwards and upwards for house prices. And if you're a first-home buyer or were hoping to get into the market and hoping that maybe there'd be a bit of a slump which you could take advantage of, maybe not. So, uh, also I'd like to thank, for those people who are listening into this sort of thing for the first time, I'd like to thank the paid subscribers for the Kaka for giving me the support and time to uh, do this sort of work, which I, um, this sort of work I do is explanatory, investigative solutions journalism about climate change in action, housing unaffordability and child poverty reduction in Aotearoa, New Zealand. And uh, I welcome paid subscribers um in to our Ask Me Anything session at 12 o'clock today. It's a weekly thing that I do. Uh, paid subscribers get an invite to that and can ask me whatever they'd like. And I do my best over an hour to answer and basically have a bit of banter <laughs> via the, th the, the comment threads in the kaka. And then at 4 o'clock uh, this afternoon, we have our weekly hoon, which is a webinar where Peter Bale, an old mate of mine, and I uh, talk sometimes with some guests about the events of the week, often in geopolitics and in the local economy and politics. Now, right now, of course, um, it's all about the uh, Russian invasion of Ukraine. We've had um, Professor Robert Patman, the uh, foreign affairs expert from Otago University, on for the last few weeks, and he's back again because Ukraine doesn't get any smaller. So if you're keen to participate in that sort of thing um, and uh, support the work I'm doing, please do subscribe. I appreciate it. Ka kite anō.